Hello and welcome back to the podcast. We are going to get into everything that's been going on in the past week because there has been a lot. And you know, I'm kind of excited to have an episode where I'm not just spilling all the tea on my life and we can kind of just talk about everyone else's. So the SAG Awards, which I just really hate that. SAG. Yeah, it it could be better. It's not that cute. Um, SAG Awards happen on Sunday. So there was a lot of, of course, everyone was talking about the red carpets, which Actually, we have exciting news because we are going to start a Patreon where we release bonus content from every episode, and that's we're going to start this week. So the link will be in the description, and we'll just do little bonus content. For example, this episode, we're going to do a red carpet review of everyone's fashion. We're, cl- we're clearly a fashionista yeah. here with our sweats every week, um, but we're going to do a fashion review for the SAG Awards for bonus content this week. And like I said, that will be linked in the description on our Patreon. But there was also more drama than just red carpet looks. Because did you see how they paired up Jenna Ortega with Aubrey Plaza? I did. And I don't think there could have been a more perfect pairing. They seriously, somebody needs to capitalize on that and get them in a movie together. Well, literally they're identical looking, but they could do a... 13 going on 30 situation where that would be younger version older version that would be incredible It'd but be hilarious i always said when wednesday came out and i saw press runs with jenna mm-hmm. talking about wednesday i kept saying she reminds me of someone she reminds me of someone and then it came to me and then when i saw this clip going viral of them two together i was like chef's kiss beautiful somebody finally did it um i wasn't crazy i wasn't the only one seeing it and they're literally so perfect but um you know aubrey plaza i hope i'm saying her last name right but Mm -hmm. is known for her jokes her comedy not taking things seriously having fun but she went viral for another clip from the sag awards where the White Lotus cast went on stage to accept an award and she looked very upset, visibly. Maybe, I think I think she mouthed Jesus Christ and mm-hmm. looked very pissed. And then she also left the stage while everyone else was still hugging, congratulating each other, and everyone was commenting, what is going on here? Why was she so upset? Right. So... A source close to her, so probably her PR team, (laughs) reached out to some publications and said that there were multiple reasons that she was upset. So apparently one was that all the women cast were kind of pushed to the back while the men accepted the awards, according to her, right in time for Women's History Month. Bad timing. Yeah. And then also one of the men said to her, something about her potentially having a wardrobe malfunction on stage. So she got upset about that. And then also because she was in the back, when everyone was going to hug, she kept almost getting elbowed in the face. So she was not happy about those things. Um, But yeah, so apparently that went on at the SAG Awards. And like I said, we'll talk more about the fashion stuff for the bonus thing because I'm sure there's lots to say. (laughs) Um, But speaking of awards... Courtney Cox just got her star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. 
so well-deserved, so iconic, and so happy that she had the cast of Friends there alongside with her. Yeah, so Jennifer Aniston and Lisa Kudrow came to support her. Which so is, cute. Yeah, I just love that. Um, But we kind of got to talking about how do you get a star on the Walk of Fame? Right, like how do you, how does that process work? So I looked it up. Yeah. <laughs> so we're going to tell you how you get a star because it's actually kind of a wild process. Um, yeah. So the first step in the process of getting a star is getting nominated. Anybody can nominate anybody, Wild. but they only get about 300 nominations a year. So we heard that. We looked at each other. Why so low? Right. And there's a reason and we'll get to it. So after you get nominated, you get selected by the Walk of Fame committee, which is made up of 25 people and a chairman. And that committee selects about 30 people every year that can be put on the Walk of Fame. However, after that step, somebody, usually the person who nominated the celebrity, pays $40,000 to the committee to go towards the cost of promotion, the star ceremony, and future upkeep of the star. That is, I mean, it makes sense. That's why they only get 300 nominations a year. But to expect that from potentially a fan, somebody that's just trying to do a nice deed by nominating someone, I don't think that they should be the ones responsible for that $40,000. So it did say that sometimes if a fan is the one who nominated the person, they don't want to come out of pocket $40,000. So they will do um, fundraising for the celebrity. But apparently the Walk of Fame committee doesn't like that. So also a lot of times people reach out to like record labels Mm -hmm. or movie production companies and they'll foot the bill for it. Sponsor it. But still kind of wild and makes sense why not that many people go in every year. And then also this next step is probably another barrier. So the celebrity has to agree to go to the ceremony and it has to be scheduled within two years of the date that they're selected or it all has to start over from the beginning. That's kind of tough. So where does the 40,000, does you're out 40,000? Yeah, and it. I feel like a lot of people in in the industry, especially like think about someone like Taylor Swift. She does not have time to just throw in a uh, a star presentation right now. <laughs> right. Or if they're touring or something. Yeah, gone. that's my exact thought. Like some people are really busy or they're filming and, you know, a show or a movie like that could take like one to two years. So, I mean, it all adds up. It makes sense. But. What happens when they run out of spaces? Because, I mean, that's not a big walk. I've always thought about that, too. How many stars are there? And what happens when there's no more space on the walk? Right. They're going to have to have, like, a second location, I guess. I don't know. How is it not full already? That's what I want to know. I know, because I feel like they have so many iconic people already on the walk. And I know they have their categories, and some of them are a little vague. But do you think we'll start to see influencers on the walk well the categories that you can be nominated for i think already kind of could apply to influencers because Mm -hmm. you can be nominated for radio motion picture live performance theater tv and recording so a lot of influencers could fall under 
radio or TV. Yeah, I I guess some do overlap a little bit. Yeah, but even if not, I think you could probably, it probably yeah. will just become like a category. I mean, because like think about like, I don't know why it first comes to mind. It's like Charlie and Dixie D'Amelio. They do music, so technically, technically they and could TV, get they have their oh yeah, show they have too. their show. So yeah, definitely some overlap there. Um, speaking of stars, I think maybe one of the best ways to get back at your childhood bullies is becoming a star. Yeah, and that's exactly what happened with Michael B. Jordan because Creed three just came out, and so he was doing the red carpet. And a woman that he recognized and recognized him from way back in the day when they used to go to school together as teenagers. And he called her out for being a bully to him back in the day. As he should. He had his opportunity. I feel like that's the opportunity that every little kid doesn't dream of because no one wants to get bullied. But if you do have a bully. Oh, yeah. You want your moment. Yeah, prove him wrong. And he did it. So he... She comes up, she says, oh, yeah, we go way back. And he says, oh, yeah, I was the corny kid, right? Because also recently she has a podcast and on the podcast she said that he was corny because he used to bring his headshots to school. Stop. That makes me so sad. I know. And then also she said that he, his name's Michael Jordan, but he's no Michael Jordan. So... No, he doesn't. They used to bully him for that. And so he totally called her out. And you could tell she regretted her life in that moment. Should. Oh my gosh, that literally breaks my heart. His little headshots. I know. That's so cute. In elementary school, they were teenagers. Well, still. still, So adorable. You know what, though? Best revenge was right in that moment when he got her. Roasted her life. Um, So that happened. And then. Also, speaking of shows and movies and stuff coming out, Netflix decided to just release a bunch of Everything. good stuff at once. I was kind of alarmed. Like, where were you all winter when we were locked up freezing? I feel like that always happens with both movies. Like, why do so many movies? They're like summer blockbusters. It, like, it's <laughs> We don't warm. need it in the summer. We need it in the winter when we have nothing to do. It's freezing. Yeah, so they released Outer Banks. You season four, um, also a bunch of reality shows kind of at once. So mm-hmm. they did like after the altar for love is blind. They did um, perfect match with all the reality yes, stars. Watch that. I'm watching it right now. I saw like half an episode with you and now I'm intrigued and I want to watch like all of the other shows that connect. We to even it. said though it was very smart. PR move for Netflix because now it makes you want to watch all the shows that these people came from to get to this point because like I had never watched the mole Mm -hmm. which is apparently a new Netflix reality show which now I'm wanting to watch it because I just watched this and I want to know who these people are what they came from um so watching that but it was funny we were talking about how you when it came out the main actor Penn Badgley Mm. hope I'm saying this right made the comment about not wanting to do any sex scenes this season which I find it Totally up to him if he wants to make that call. But I find it interesting the way he went about it was almost as if he said he wanted to respect his marriage and he didn't want to cross any boundaries by doing those sex scenes. 
in his place of work, which just made it seem like, well, what were the other sex scenes you did? Well, as an un- uneducated non-actor, right. I've never really been in that environment, mm-hmm. but from everything I've ever thought as a avid watcher of things was that those were strictly acting. Right. All professional. Very supposedly too. I, I've seen interviews, people saying it's uncomfortable because of how scripted those scenes are. Right. And how careful they are to make sure that it's just acting and mm-hmm. very much put your hand here, tilt your head this way, do this. And so as a watcher, I always... I never thought anything more of those scenes. No. Now this comment made me go, is it more, is it, it could, something that yeah. could be disrespectful toward a wife? Now who's to say? I don't it know. Probably caused a lot of arguments. Well, he definitely set a high standard for any actors in marriages because they're all going to go home yep. after this and be like, you don't need to do that scene. Mm-hmm. Penn's not He's doing not that doing scene. <laughs> he said, no, why can't you? So that was interesting. And then, Another thing that I was kind of shocked with Netflix doing was they put out this, I, I believe it's just a, a documentary, it might be mm-hmm. a docu-series, but either way, it's just a little documentary about these this murder case that happened. I'm going to say Murdoff murders, and I don't know if I'm saying the last name correctly. So this father was accused of killing his wife and son, and the alibi did not add up. So now he's being tried. Mm -hmm. What I found interesting was that Netflix put this out just now. And the actual trial is happening right now in real life, in real time. Mm -hmm. How was that legal? I don't know if that's the right word I'm looking for, but how are these people who got interviewed for this documentary and could possibly be getting interviewed by police on trial in the courtroom. How was Netflix allowed to do it first? Well, Netflix plays by no rules. (laughs) And I guess they clearly wanted to strike while the iron was hot, which like I get, they're probably going to get a ton of views on this documentary because it's so relevant right now. But also how is this going to tell the full story when we don't even know the scope of what the outcome of this trial is going to be. But I was looking it up because I didn't watch it and I, mm-hmm. I don't know anything about it. I know on TikTok, every time something like this happens, you have, it kind of just goes viral. Like everyone explaining right. all the details, what's going on in the trial and everything. But I started looking it up when we were talking about it because I really didn't understand how you could do this. And what actually was wild with this specific guy that's on trial right now. So he has had multiple people surrounding his family pass away, not just his wife and son. Wait, really? Under suspicious conditions. So this family is well known Mm -hmm. and wealthy and they owned a law firm. Mm. So before the wife and son and before another young person that passed away with his son in the presence, Mm -hmm. their maid passed away in their home from falling down the stairs. What? That's some lifetime like made up movie. Like, so I think these circumstances, and by the way, 
I think he's under investigation for that now. As he should be. Because he, this was 2018. He's a lawyer. He told the maid's family to sue his insurance to get the insurance money for wrongful death. Yeah. They did. Who was their lawyer? Him. He got the money. He took the money from the family? Yeah. How awful. So all these suspicious things have been going on in this family for years before this happened. So now I th- I think that's what the Netflix documentary is about. Yeah, a lot of unpack there. Because now everyone's just looking into this man, looking into his family and going, what the hell's been going on with this family for years leading up to this? Um, red flags after red flags. Yeah. <laughs> so. I mean, and where there is smoke, there's fire. Yeah, so. Definitely, I wa- I'm going to watch it. I watch every documentary, as we know. So if I find any more details that we didn't just discuss, I will bring them up. Um, and then also, I'm pretty sure the jury is making a verdict soon. Like so maybe we'll now. Out. So we'll find out what really happens. Um, the truth. And we can update out. you since Netflix isn't going to. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Um, but also... Red flags everywhere, I guess, because Mm -hmm. we had the Haley Bieber and Selena Gomez war. I would call it a war. I feel like there's been many battles and I feel like this could be the conclusion of all that has happened over the past, what, decade now? So long, literally forever. Mm -hmm. Um. I think what we should do in this scenario, because there's so many little details coming out now about things that have happened all throughout these years that should have been red flags. So many. It's like they were waiting for this. That's what everyone was saying. It's like they were waiting for this moment and they're just releasing everything Mm -hmm. they've ever had. Um, But the facts of this recent debacle, let's get to those because that's what really started this all. Right. So earlier this year, paparazzi photos came out of Selena Gomez in a bathing suit and internet trolls do what internet trolls do and they start body shaming, commenting on her and saying negative things. All of a sudden, Haley Bieber posts a TikTok with the sound, I'm not saying she deserved it, but God's timing is always right. With Kendall Jenner, who's mm-hmm. kind of known to really not be friends with he, uh, Selena Gomez also. And then another girl, Justine Skye, also not really known to be friends with Selena Gomez. Mm-hmm. Everybody immediately thought, okay, this is in response to Selena Gomez being trolled. Mm-hmm. And people were pissed. Yeah. <laughs> and so that kind of started this idea at the beginning of this year, that maybe there is still some animosity there. Right. Then, fast forward a couple months, Selena Gomez is kind of caught up commenting on some of these people, fans, saying, hey, this was about Selena, and she would comment and say, oh, it's okay, I don't let that stuff bother me. Right. But to fans, it was implying that she agreed that that was about her, Mm -hmm. but it doesn't bother her. Exactly. It's kind of like 
it's like a backhanded comment in a way because you're saying, oh, I don't let it bother me, but you're kind of confirming that right. that could have been about you and you know that. Exactly. And Haley Bieber took the video down and made a tweet or something, some kind of statement that said, oh, this wasn't about anyone in particular. And no one believed it. Mm-mm. So then fast forward to this you know, all this kind of happened. People are thinking there's some animosity. And then Selena Gomez makes a TikTok and says, oh, I accidentally over laminated my eyebrows. You know, here they are. And Kylie goes on Instagram and posts her FaceTiming with Hailey Bieber, Mm -hmm. just their eyebrows and saying this was an accident. And on top of that, they're could have been some animosity from Kylie towards Selena because Selena just became, again, the most followed person on Instagram, taking that thrown away from Kylie because Selena had it once before. So she had... In recent times, there could have been animosity there. Mm -hmm. So then TikToks are made about that happening And Selena again comments and says, you know, this is silly. I agree with Kylie. I'm a fan of Kylie. Mm -hmm. And so everyone's like, okay, maybe that's true. Maybe it's fine. Um, And then what happened after that that caused everybody to kind of. I think. oh, Oh, I remember now. It was. Kylie also favorited a video from months ago. Yeah, long time. Talking about... Back in the day. Back in the day, saying... A fan made a video saying, oh, back in the day, Kendall, Gigi, and somebody else took Selena on a trip over New Year's so that Haley could get with Justin over New Year's. And this was at the beginning of all of this. Mm-hmm. And years ago, then Kylie randomly favorites it. So people are like, okay, are you confirming that that happened years ago? So really the the Selena and Haley thing was people were always wondering. People were, but it was kind of, even at the, when this whole thing happened with that video, it kind of went away. Yeah. I feel like it was always little things, a but lot of speculation. really, what added fuel to this whole fire was Kylie. Oh, yeah. Once she it got involved, have, people were like, game over. It wouldn't have gotten any bigger than what it already was, I think, if she didn't step in because it was always there. Everyone always would speculate not. And then this was kind of solid evidence that there's something going on i think you're right between that side and this side because the internet has been a little bit fed up with the kardashians as a whole recently i've seen a lot of tiktoks about people being upset with the kardashians just for this or that so i feel like people already had like this built up i don't want to say animosity again but animosity towards the kardashians and when they got or when Kylie got looped into this Haley Selena situation, it was like, game over. We're done with you. Yeah. Because the TikToks have been brutal. It's been so out of control. And I think I also try to put in perspective, like, I don't think that even if 
let's say, you're never going to love this girl that you know your ex loved for so many years. That's just not realistic. Like, as good of a person as you can be, as lovey as you might be, as big as your heart can be, (laughs) that's just not realistic. Anybody who's ever been in that situation is going to say the same thing. Like, you just, that's not realistic. Let's be real here. If you had this situation, you knew your person that you're with is potentially in love with someone else. You're not going to love that person. Especially with how the much internet. it gets. Yeah. It gets thrown in her face a lot. Like you're not Selena. You'll never be Selena. He'll always love Selena more. He will go back to Selena. Like that's tough. Yeah. And especially if the friends in your corner are also hating on this girl in front of you, that's never going to make you feel good. Yeah. And so I don't think that she specifically ever meant for it to get to this point. So in that respect, everyone's like, I'd love to be a fly on the wall in their house. I feel terrible. That must be the worst thing right now to just both of them probably are going at it with each other over something that was not even in their control. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, maybe. I, I don't know how involved or not, but. When Kylie stepped in, that really changed the whole scenario. It, it flipped a switch and it, and it made it seem it like messy. this side versus that side and instead of just these two stopping. girls, you know. I'm curious to see how long this plays out because it's been going on, I feel like, for a and, minute on TikTok. And Kylie and Haley are both just losing followers by the Left second. and right. And... uh yeah, so I don't know how long this is going to play out. I'm um, pretty sure there was some kind of speculation of some kind of Kardashian announcement, like something really exciting to try to take away from this drama, and I forget what it was, so clearly it's not well, working. Well, we saw that today, this is uh, Tuesday the 28th, you know, a couple days into this whole thing, maybe a week, a couple days though, mm-hmm into this whole thing, Justin Bieber officially canceled his tour. Yeah. So don't know if that's related, but people were wondering if maybe that was to kind of. It's interesting timing. Take away from this situation. Very interesting Um, timing. Could be like, you know, people are also upset because he's not really speaking on it. Yeah. Well, I have started to see, I feel like I've seen less of people I don't want to say pitting Selena and Haley, <laughs> Selena and Haley against each other, but now people are starting to pull Justin into it and like show records of his past. Of like, I saw one TikTok where it was like, one month he was with Selena, the next month he was posting a picture with Haley, the next month he was with Selena, and it was like he plays a part in this too. He clearly messed with these two girls' minds as well. And was behind this. So we need to not just focus on Selena, Haley, and look at the picture fully and see what he was doing to them. Because I'm sure there was a little bit of manipulation there to both of them. His mom did tweet, I guess, and said... In the midst of this? Yeah. And said something about bullying is ugly. Don't be a bully or don't be ugly or something about bullying, like, not so to. who who's she referring to? Probably the internet. Probably the internet, but it's just 
weird wording because people are calling Haley a bully. At the end of the day, though, I what I don't understand is who who is it all for? We're all winners like, here. Who are we arguing for on behalf? Because we all know that Selena has her fans and she has her happiness now. She says it all the time. She doesn't like when people bully. She doesn't like when people. So we're not doing. No one's doing it for her because if it was up to her, nobody would be doing this. I think the Internet is doing it for for themselves selfishly. So maybe we think about that. I maybe we think and reflect on our own actions because I think at the end of the day people want answers that truthfully we probably aren't going to get. Let's give them the peace that they need at this point and um, deserve. Yeah, so that was all going on this week. Um on a lighter note, <laughs> on a lighter note, somehow some way tom brady always back in this (laughs) podcast lineup tom brady is allegedly in talks with netflix about doing a stand-up comedy act or roast um so allegedly brady's people are this is so funny they're not encouraging that he goes into a comedic career path but according to a source um, it was quoted that Tom was a terrific quarterback, but needs to toss this idea um, before it becomes too late. As a comedic, he is strictly a water boy. That's harsh. If he's trying to get into comedy, he's got a good start with his thirst traps. So, <laughs> yeah, not wrong. Oh, gosh. Um, that'll be interesting. I wonder if they'll do that. Netflix really hasn't done too many roasts. No, I mean, I mean, if. If he wants a roast, who better to roast him than us? Oh, my God. <laughs> no. Invite us to the roast, Netflix. We've um, been on this. We've been <laughs> roasting him for some reason for a long time now. Um, also in happy news, Adele got engaged to her sports agent boyfriend, Rich Paul. Very exciting. Big congratulations. Um. Apparently, this ring that she's wearing appeared at the beginning of 2022. I found that interesting. I was Why curious. is this the first we're hearing about it? I feel like people make a big fucking deal. Anytime, <laughs> big words. <laughs> My gosh. Anytime they see even the slightest of a ring on somebody's ring finger, it doesn't even have to look like a traditional wedding ring. And they're like, they're engaged. They're married. And I feel like no one Did has that really her? speculated that with her. They've just let her be, which is nice. Well, yeah. Well, now it's apparently confirmed, Woo. loosely confirmed that they are getting married this summer. And I was happy to continue reading and see that it was last year that the ring appeared because I was like, damn, that's fast. That's making me feel bad. <laughs> I don't <laughs> know what's going on. Yeah. I'm stressed out. Um, so, yeah, that's. That's pretty much it for our pop culture. You know, we're going to get into the shady stories. Keep submitting your shady stories. And also don't forget bonus content in the link in the description on our new Patreon. So let's get into (laughs) shady story number one. I am a bin man in the UK who collects food waste to be sent off for recycling towards green energy. 
I will walk around with a wheelie bin and fill it up with food waste, eventually meet up with my truck and empty it to go onto the next street. Food waste is heavy and smelly and it's not fun to collect. I also have to put up with a lot of crap from the general public at times. During COVID, we were heroes, braving the big scary outdoors and putting ourselves at risk like we are in a zombie apocalypse or something, and people would applaud us when we were in their streets. I didn't get why as we were just doing our jobs. Anyway, there's a particular household I deal with who are really nasty mofos. They're always disrespectful. They complain about everything, even when I've done my job correctly and safely, etc. So one day I had a full bin of food waste and this particular house had the last bin I had to empty. I walked down the driveway to the front of the house, empty their bin, and just as I'm about to walk back up the driveway, the front door flies open and I get bombarded with a load of abusive language by the resident about how I don't empty their bins properly, how they smell, etc. So my response was to be as professional as possible. I can only bang the bin on my bin. I can't put and won't put my hand in your bin because there could be something sharp, etc. If you want the bin that doesn't smell, just put some bleach and water, clean it, and leave it overnight. It'll be fine tomorrow. I then got a tirade of how dare you speak back to me like that and how I made a mess on their property every week, which would be counterproductive to what I do, which is clean up and collect waste. I would, I'd had enough, and it was Friday. I had a shit week and I wasn't putting up with their crap. I wheeled my bin back to the front of their house and topped the whole bin of food waste on their front doorstep, sloppy juice included. I picked my bin up, looked at this mofo and said, send that complaint to the office. By the time I was back in the office, my manager called me in. I explained everything, including past issues, had it confirmed by other workers what these people are like. So the complaint was filed in the bin. This was the Friday before Christmas, and I have not seen the person since. Sometimes you got to do what you got to do. I have a lot to say, I feel like. One, I was like, what is a bin man? That's a very polite way of explaining their career. But also, I think this person is, they're from the UK. So we don't have in the US a food waste thing, like specifically for food waste. No, but I just love the term bin man. Yeah, I I it's, think it's nice. It is nice. <laughs> I could uh, a bin man. A bi- yeah, like I feel like that's just like <laughs> so, so beautiful. It's cute. Um <laughs> but also this was super well written. Um I just love this part at the end. The complaint was filed in the bin. Yeah, <laughs> that's incredible. Um I'm glad they weren't it seemingly they were not fired for um dumping the trash. Honestly, you got to do what you got to do sometimes. Is that what they said? Yeah, at this point, it's it's just food waste, so it's compostable. Yeah, if it flies away, animals will get it. Yeah, it's a deal. Yeah, it's not harming the earth. Just more inconvenient for the person that was inconveniencing them. So yeah, they could learn their lesson. I'd say this is a eight out of ten. I was going to give it a seven. Cool. Shady story number two. When I was 18, the summer after I graduated high school in 2004, I worked at a pet store in the Metro Detroit area with my best friend. One of our coworkers invited us to hang out with him and a friend at his house one night, and we agreed. When we arrived at the house, it was a total dump with no electricity, no furniture. It was dark out, so our coworker and his friend wanted to hang out outside. 
We needed to use the bathroom at one point and went inside and tried to find the bathroom in the dark. My best friend opened a door, which turned out to be a closet, and a little pit bull puppy came running out. Our coworker's friend shoved it back into the closet and scowled at us that scowled when we tried to pet her, telling us that it was his brother's puppy and to not to be nice to it because they were going to use her for dog fighting and wanted her to be mean. We were so horrified and immediately concocted a plan to rescue the pup while we were in the bathroom. I lured the guys into the backyard under the guise that I wanted to jump out on the trampoline in the backyard with them and get frisky, wink, wink. I stripped down to my bra and underwear and started jumping on the trampoline with them and they were super distracted and it was and into it, obviously. So mission accomplished. While I had the guys busy on the trampoline, my best friend snuck into the back of the house, grabbed the dog and put it in her trunk. Then when she came and told me that her mom, Then she came and told me that her mom had called and was really mad how late we were and we had to leave immediately. I threw on my clothes and we hopped in the truck and we peeled out like bats out of hell. Shortly later, our coworkers called us to ask to see if we had seen the dog or knew where it went. We played dumb and said we had no clue. Our coworker and his friend ended up getting their asses kicked by my friend's brother or by the friend's brother for losing the dog. And we rehomed the puppy with a sweet elderly puppy that sweet elderly couple that wanted a puppy. Our coworker never found out that it was us that took the dog, and we had no regrets. Attached is a picture of the puppy who we named Jenna, and I still have the picture almost twenty years later. They did the absolute right thing. Why does everything in me just wish they would have infiltrated this? ring and got the whole thing shut down i understand these people like taking it a working step farther the, yeah like i understand they're working at the pet shop and you know they're not detectives but i want them to infiltrate this ring and get it shut down but i did just hear on the news actually recently that in metro detroit a dog fighting ring was shut down hopefully it was this one and hopefully it was this one um that jenna was saved from but jenna. Yeah, I really wish that somehow they could have infiltrated. And the guy who wanted to use the puppy kicked the other people's ass. He needs his ass kicked. Yeah, that's kind of what I was hoping what was happening and why I got tripped up on my words there. Because I was like, wait, why isn't why aren't they all getting their asses beat right now? I don't know. No one should be doing that to puppies. So I would say with animals. Um, shady, shady meter. 10 i was gonna say 10 they saved this puppy they said they did what they had to do we applaud you mm-hmm. okay shady story number three this one has a title i love it and it's pretty good this one's called at the body shop mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> in my 20s i developed an unconventional relationship with the mechanics at my garage My car was older, and with all the commuting between work and school, I was in and out of the shop a lot. I dealt with several mechanics during the four years I patroned the garage, and over time I was privy to things one usually wouldn't know about the guys who serviced their car. In late 2012, early 2013, my car was on the fritz and needed to be serviced weekly. By this point, there was a guy, we'll call Ralph, who'd become my primary mechanic. 
Ralph was originally from the South, and he'd married a woman from up North, and now they lived in Massachusetts. Just them, no kids. That winter, Ralph started bragging about some women he met online and how they were planning to meet in person. Every time I was at the shop, Ralph was always on the phone with her. One day, I bring my car in, and Ralph is giddy like a schoolgirl because he's finally going to meet this woman. But here's the thing. She lived in Virginia. Yes, that's right. We're talking over 500 miles each way. The garage was a chain, and Ralph was laughing with the other guys about how he told his wife he was going to some training seminar in Connecticut for the weekend. That was his excuse to drive to Virginia to get laid. The next time I went to the garage, the guys were on pins and needles because Ralph's wife had come in looking for him earlier that day. She'd been calling him all weekend, but his phone was going straight to voicemail, and she was ready to file a missing person report. She wanted the contact info for the alleged training seminar, and the guys were bugging out because no one knew what to tell her. Eventually, one, in the, one of them got in touch with Ralph and told them to call home ASAP. When Ralph returned, he actually acted with no remorse, laughing about how sore he was from all the sex he had that weekend. He couldn't have cared less that his wife was so distraught over his whereabouts. Even I told Ralph it was messed up that he dodged his wife like that. Fast forward a few months later, one day I receive a private Facebook message from a woman that I don't know. It turns out it was Ralph's wife, and she had straight out asked me if I was having an affair with him. I was pissed. I had no clue where her accusations were coming from and demanded to know why she was asking me this. The next thing I know, she sends me the saddest message you can imagine, detailing the recent breakdown in their marriage and informing me that Ralph had suddenly left with no explanation. The last she knew, he was headed back to the South. I cannot tell you how deeply his wife's pain poured through that message. She pinpointed the marriage breakdown to the same time frame that Ralph had met this Virginia woman, but because she kept hearing about some Danielle, that's me, who was always at the shop, whose car Ralph was always fixing, she put two and two together and assumed we were having an affair. She had no clue about the Virginia woman and that she even existed. She kept saying how destroyed she was and that all she wanted was closure. I could tell by the tone in her writing that Ralph's wife was truly innocent and wouldn't hurt a fly. That's what sucked the most. A large part of me wanted to tell her the truth about Ralph and the Virginia woman, but I knew it wasn't my place, and I didn't have it in me to hurt such an innocent person. I forgave her for accusing me of being the other woman, and I wished her the best for the future. But inside I felt horrible for what I knew and how I could have sp spared her from all that wondering. It's been about 10 years now, and sometimes I still question if I did the right thing. I don't think she did the right thing. It would have taken only a couple more minutes of her time to just tell Ralph's wife what happened. Yeah. And here's the thing. I understand whoever wrote this in, you know, allegedly Ralph's wife forgave her for or said sorry that she accused her wrongly. But if I was Ralph's wife, I would think that she was lying, you know? <laughs> Yeah, she had no other explanation. I would, the Ralph's wife probably still believes that this Danielle girl was who Ralph cheated with. I mean, yeah. what else, what, what else is she going to think? So I really don't know how you came to the conclusion <laughs> not to throw the Virginia. What did you, why were you did saving you owe something to this Virginia woman? <laughs> I would have thrown her ass under the bus. Yeah. I mean, maybe she felt closer with Ralph because she was with him every week. Ralph was trash. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like I at that point just 
tell her you have nothing yeah. to lose at that point um yeah at that you point, already lost your mechanic <laughs> she came to you in her time of need and you could have given her the answer she needed again it really wasn't her place but at the same well, time yeah this poor lady's reaching out on facebook <laughs> I I tell her. that's tough um yeah i think ralph ralph makes this one pretty high up there for me well ditched his wife and moved there yeah he ditched his wife and moved to another state 500 miles away that's bad but also the title of this just deserves a 10 out of 10 by the way um okay yeah this one isn't terrible maybe seven out of ten six (laughs) your standards are getting low around here i know (laughs) um okay well that concludes today's episode and like i said we have the link for the shady stories. We have the link to all our other social media where we post everything. Um, and yeah, our, now our Patreon. So we will see you guys there and we will see you guys in the next episode. Bye, everyone. Bye. <laughs>